0: It's a podcast but pro wrestling but Pro Wrestling movie Hosted by Lumber Jake, Mike Payfi, and JC. We constantly bicker, but we are best friends. From No Holds Bar to The Naked Man, the fun never ends. Be sure to stick around for our mask on Mr. Peacock and a great wrestling show that truly rocks. Three-Way Theater.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Three-Way Theater. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Jake, And I'm JC. And welcome to the mini Oh
0: yeah, mini. We're- we haven't had a mini in a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right? It's, uh, and
0: even the minis aren't really that mini. Well, actually, technically our last mini was the interview with Bo Douglas, which was kind of more like a maxi.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> that was, was a maxi a
0: Definitely a maxi. Now yeah, well, we got a, a
2: few comments about that. them. It was not much of a mini, so like, shut up. But hey, this is a little Christmas gift for you from you to us or from well, us we're, to you.
0: We're in know. the um, non-denominational
2: season. We're not you know, just Christmas. It's the
0: 25
1: days before the
0: holidays. Yeah, we don't
2: wanna, yeah, you know. Uh, whatever, right? well,
0: you've been really pushing the Christmas thing, but there's a lot of other holidays. Holidays. Listen, I
2: said Christmas once, and you're really attacking me over that. I'm just
1: saying. Listen, I don't want a war over Christmas, okay? There's no war over Christmas. I
2: want You don't have to have a love. holiday tree in this house. Here's you can have l- whatever you want. You get a big cardboard cutout of a blue moon logo.
1: And <laughs> that's what I that's what I celebrate. Good tidings to all. That's all, that's all I want. Yeah, here's you're a so little sweet
2: December gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, for whatever however you celebrate your day. And, and listen,
1: anything that's not a three-way theater episode or a best-in-show episode is a mini-sode. That's just what we call it. That's yeah. actually true. So but
2: We have nothing better to call it. You know. I mean,
1: what would we call it? We never
0: could, we couldn't come a, up with anything a better. Bo- a
1: bonusode? That was
2: pretty good. You know good. what? Yeah. Can we retroactively
1: call everything a bonus zone now? Yes. No,
2: brother. I can't. Uh-oh. Oh, retro sexual history. Yeah, imagery. that's right, bro. Oh, hey, I, would I, I Be, careful. I, be <laughs> careful. If you say his name three times, we'll look here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, we, we always said it twice, right? We're good? <laughs> yeah, right? we're good. All right. So good. Sure.
1: That'd be fun. What is it? It's Christmas the no-swear cast?
0: That's going to be tough for me. Yeah,
1: and then if you, you swear, you have to eat a, a bamboozled yeah, jelly bamboozled. bean? No, I can't do that. I'll die. You Die jelly beans are sugar free. No, they're you have to get sugar free jelly
0: beans. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. You have to eat black ones. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them are black licorice for you. Yeah. We'll eat bean boozled. You have to eat black licorice. Yeah. Oh
0: no, that's even worse. All right, we got it. No, that's awful. And it has to be sugar free black. You guys understand that it's all made with sugar. Do they get sugar free jelly beans? And then you'd have to get sugar-free licorice. Yeah. So then, what's the point? Why not just get sugar-free no, jelly no, beans? Just, yeah, you're just
2: gonna get sugar-free black licorice jelly beans. I mean, no, <laughs> because yeah,
1: sugar-free black licorice jelly you don't beans for like you. Black licorice. No, do I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. But we have to eat the really shitty ones. Mm. You just we get... could
2: to be fair, we could also draw a black licorice. True. And black licorice is the good flavor. Mm.
0: I'm going to say hard pass. The bad well, flavor?
2: Compared to what the bad flavor is. Uh, skunk.
1: Ew. That's right. Sk- have skunk. skunk. Have you ever tasted a skunk?
2: Have you ever worked skunk? Have you? <laughs> no,
0: I've never it's, had a skunk jelly You've bean. never tasted a skunk? Then why are you talking to me like, oh my God, I'm you just, haven't? <laughs> you fucking I don't know, because I'm a peasant?
1: Is I'm that saying, why? Yeah, I'm just wondering, maybe you have tasted a skunk before. No! No, You're I very have not. World. Leave, eaten very, I'm very worldly? Very weird things. I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> you had an well, alligator once, right? <laughs> no. Oh. Mikey has. Yeah, Mikey sounds like he's the world traveler. I've never had alligator.
2: I thought you did at the, uh, the one of the fests. Did we never do that? I don't think so. At the Portuguese fest.
1: I don't remember anything. They were selling the alligator I What year say. is this? I don't even know. I don't even know, don't know what month it
0: is. Where is my mind?
1: It's oh where, a... where is, is my, my
0: mind? mind? <laughs> when you turn into a sad vaudeville, villain, like Where, where is my, is mind? It's very my sad. mind? Yeah, I was I was
1: do we would we were we were uh harmonizing.
2: Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So JC, you, know? you have like you have some uh, some housekeeping to attend to? No, not at all. Oh, you, oh. Okay. So, let's get back. No, nope, no, I'm just kidding. I no, do have some
0: to... I was joking. I was doing oh. a, I was doing a joke about you guys you guys are always doing your own joke yeah, about and I felt left out.
2: Yeah, that was a good little joke about it. that. Yeah. It, like that. it was yeah. all right.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I, I do actually have some housekeeping. Cool. Um some bits and pieces that I wanted to go over. Mm-hmm. Um first and foremost, earlier this week we got an email to 3 theater um, at gmail.com. Uh, a comment was made from uh, somebody that stumbled upon our YouTube video of Grunt the Wrestling Movie. Huh. you um, a
1: comment?
2: I yeah. I can't believe it. Hey, <clears throat> JC, you're getting an egg on your head. No, wait. No, no. I see, a... where, I see where you were going with this. Finally. First of all,
0: <laughs> finally.
2: <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. And second of all, I got the egg on my head. too. So did I.
0: No, you didn't get. Oh, well, you did. But one on his head and one on his hand. Yeah, I got the most egg. I don't know if you got the most egg. I got two eggs. You got one egg. The second egg didn't even get any yolk on you,
1: so you were perfectly fine. Yeah, just yoking around.
2: (laughs) Stepping over each other. (laughs) 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 Trying to get our yolk bits in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like earlier today
0: before you got here, Lumberjack and I went for breakfast. Uh huh. Got a little egg on my hoodie. You know, put it some up. egg in your hoodie. Yeah, I got my egg on my hoodie. You know, oh. but you know, runny egg club. Runny egg. Like that anything. Yes. Yeah.
2: You live by the uh, yolk. You die by the yolk. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Have you had you had beans with your breakfast. I got a. <laughs> I got a belly egg? buster.
0: Ooh. Oh. So it was the eggs, uh, toast, home fries, and a meat of your choice. Uh-huh. In addition to a pancakes, and
2: wow. um, and beans. In a I fucking mean, little crock, mini crock of beans. There a, a lot very, of beans. Beans
1: is a very popular breakfast item. You know, in, in other in, places. In England, yeah. You know.
0: I listen. I was all in on the beans. Uh, Clearly, you have smelt it. Obviously, I've dealt it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway. Huh. So um there was somebody had commented um based on the YouTube video. We only have a couple of the YouTube videos that are still up because we had them taken down due to copyright infringement. Right. Um, which is why I haven't really done um other YouTube um video podcast episodes. But this was our second episode we ever did, and I got this That's so crazy thinking <clears throat> back on it 2016, 2016. And uh I want to go back and just read this comment. I'm excited. Hi, guys. I just saw your YouTube podcast for Grunt. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh my God. That was great. Whoa. Whoa. I came up with the original concept for the movie and wrote it with a bunch of friends. What do you mean? There's a lot of inside stuff in that movie, but one thing that you might be interested in is the style of the opening of this movie was a copy of the BBC documentary "The War Game." What? It was made in the mid 1960s. <laughs> also, the sound man that you guys were joking about—he uh, was the director, Alan Halsman—in okay. a cameo in the film. So we were, so, so we, were <laughs> we were joking about
2: the <laughs> whether or not he should have been in. Like the, the sound shot. guy,
0: like comes into frame by it like, Yeah, but. In. Like the cheesy documentary maker, yeah. but it's actually the director, Alan Holtzman. I'll um so. really happy that you appreciated the movie Best Tony Randall.
2: Tony it's... Randall of the Odd Couple? No, 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 nope, no, right <laughs> other guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> not true. That's
1: that's despite <laughs> that, it's really awesome. Yeah, that's wild.
0: So, so Tony Tony Randall is a, a film writer, um, a screenwriter. And he is also he directed a couple of movies. Um, uh, the probably the most famous that I recognized was Hellraiser Three. Hell, yeah. Bet. <laughs> um, he was a visual arts director on Escape from New York. Okay. Um, he's uh, directed a couple episodes of uh, like Power Rangers in Space, I believe.
2: There's um, there's people that are gonna lose their mind over that.
0: But this was so champagne. cool, and um, I immediately you know messaged him back and. Um, you know, we corresponded a little bit and he gave me a couple of her, uh, he, he really, it's always interesting that when we talk to people that have created these, like we did the interview with the co-writer of, uh, the naked man, Man. well, the naked man, but also, uh, kayfabe the movie. Oh, Oh, right. And you, you hear the passion that these guys have because whenever you make a wrestling movie... There's a reason behind it. There's like a passion behind it yeah. where nobody, are, you know, maybe except for the writers of Mr. Nanny, like they're they're doing it for a paycheck. Uh, you you guys, you, these guys are passionate about this movie, this this thing that they put their heart and soul into. And it's about pro wrestling. Um, when we, we talked back, one of the things he wrote back to me about was uh, one of the things that we definitely picked up on was our treatment of professional wrestling. We in no way ever wanted to make fun of pro wrestling or do like the fake thing. We treated it like a real competitive sport and it was really, um, they were looking for a certain type of drama and it needed to have a real natural feeling to it in order to make the scenes work. Um, he grew up in Southern California. Rural wrestling was huge in the 1960s and They shot those scenes for the film at the Olympic Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles. No kidding. Um, He's talking about Alan Holdsman, the director. Um, He was also the editor for the movie and just talks him up completely. Um, (laughs) He said that he only directed one part of the movie himself. Um, where he got to do all the reaction shots for the deadpan witnesses in the movies, like all those talking head bits.
2: Horrified. Exactly.
0: He writes, the one little bit I directed was the deadpan witnesses. (laughs) Horrifies. Shocked. Shocked. Horrified. horrified. (laughs) That's amazing. And and he goes, that's right out of um, The War Game, the movie that they based it off of from the 1960s. Which was a real documentary? Yeah, so I have a clip. Awesome. Awesome.
2: And we get to f- yeah, we're watching it too. On the- yeah, yes, this is- yep. This is our first time watching this. This is really cool.
1: It's uh, it's really nice because we've been able to talk to several people who were involved in the movies that we watched, and they seem to enjoy the, our
0: conversation. The creator of the Naked it. Man. Well, if you also remember, we did Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies, which we you. really kind of we shit on it. And we got a comment from the director of that movie who just had randomly, like, stumbled upon it. And he left a comment about it. just, like, we. I mean, he was just glad that we enjoyed it. Right. Even for Even if we didn't like it, we enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because, again, that's a guy that used his passion to make a crazy bug fuck movie about pro wrestlers and zombies.
2: Um, yeah. And Mikey also forgot that he interviewed him on his radio show.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. That was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm pulling this up now. But it's yeah, it's really – I think it's really cool that, like, we have so many uh, artists that are just, like,
2: passionate about pro wrestling. Most people, like, knock pro wrestling. But if you fucking like pro wrestling, you probably love pro wrestling, you know? It's one of those things. Yeah. It's like – I mean, some people are just very passive about it. It's like, yeah, I like pro wrestling or whatever. I used to watch it or whatever. But some people just fucking, it's their thing, and I love it, and it's our thing. And I think that shows with just
0: what we, you know.
2: (laughs) Amazing.
1: So you're showing us a clip from The War Game, the 1965 1965 movie where they got the deadpan reactions from. Yes.
2: Okay, cool. In
1: official publications and on television,
0: there is hope in any unresolved and
1: unpredictable situation. But is there a real hope to be found in this silence? The world's stockpile of thermonuclear weapons has doubled within the last five years. And now is the equivalent of almost 20 tons of high explosive to every man, woman, and child on the planet. This stockpile is still steadily. <laughs>
2: growing. Holy shit!
1: This is terrifying.
2: The fucking house is on fire.
1: Uh oh, here comes the shock. <laughs>
2: Whoa! <laughs> Ringo Starr can't believe it. Shocked. Horrified. Oh my god.
1: Wow.
0: So he took, you know, like the he wanted that kind of feeling and style for Grunt. And I think they fucking succeeded with those early black and white scenes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So cool. That was so that was the inspiration for Grunt. I'll also put the YouTube video up on our Facebook and Twitter and everything else. Um but I just thought it was so cool and so interesting that this guy reached out to us and just kind of thanked us for watching the movie and for talking about it.
2: And caring enough to... Public. Well,
1: I mean, and it's funny because we, like you said, we don't have many YouTube videos up there. And I think there's, what, three?
2: There um, are three that are still up and active.
1: And it just happens to be up there. We kind of just forget about it because we don't yeah. really promote it. We're just like, you know, it's there if you find it cool. Yeah. Uh, but... The right people have find it. Right, I think that's yeah. really
2: cool. It's it's crazy.
1: Like you know what? I'm gonna do a Google search of uh one
0: of the movies I did 25 years ago.
2: And isn't it nice that we actually enjoyed Grunt and really really liked Grunt? You know, <laughs> I mean, isn't yes, nice that helps. Fucking bury it. Yeah, yeah not that a nice thing? But I
0: feel like, and I feel like we're talking about the pro wrestlers versus zombies thing. Is that if you don't liked it, we still spent such a long time talking about it and dissecting it and putting. Yeah our time it, into it yeah. like well you know what they didn't like it but they sure as fucking thought about
1: it you know
2: yeah we were throwing out conspiracy theories on what actually happened and we also mentioned that
1: part in the movie with the shocked and the yeah. horrified like we actually so mentioned it's like, his perspective yeah right it's like, oh, i did that so like, this is just
0: a, cool. an invitation to any filmmaker uh past or present or future that wants to uh you know Talk to us, three-way theater, yeah. dudes and dudettes, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and before we get into the topic today about um, well, Referee. Jake's yeah. very special uh, videos that we watched, there's a little playlist, I wanted to also mention that it looks like it's going to be official, and uh wanted to kind of throw it out there, that uh, three-way theater... We'll be participating in the New England Fan Fest this year. Whoa! That's right.
1: That's right. The New England Fan Fest and Hall of Fame ceremony?
0: Including the Hall of Fame so, ceremony. this year, a well, this coming year, the 2019 New England Fan Fest and the Hall of Fame, which is, you know, we've talked about it before on the show. It is our favorite night of the year. Every night. And this year, the Hall of Fame is taking place on a Friday night. So, we'll be there. Friday day into the night and then on Saturday and we're gonna be doing a live recording of three way theater.
1: Great. We'll
0: be there.
2: hoping to get some tons of content. We're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna try to take Play down anybody. Games. We're right. gonna have
0: Kepler on the street. Kepler
2: on the street,
0: that's right. Uh huh. He'll, he'll to, be on the search for Jerry motherfucking sags. He'll have to put on his dad's old tux
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah. And yes. you
0: know, go out for a night we're with the
2: stars. <laughs>
1: No shoes
0: But yeah So it's going to be A live recording So I guess Anybody that might be Thinking about Going to the Fan Fest And things like that You can come over And talk to Three Way Theater and uh well maybe maybe Jake can come up with some things for us to do with anybody yeah, play some games with some uh, Plus that doesn't even mean the legends that are going to be there the pro wrestling legends There's
2: going to be so many legends not they're not even all announced but the ones that are announced The Four Horsemen are going to be there Hello what more do you need yep. Kelly Kelly Yep uh, that's I mean, the only. That's a big,
0: real, giant, wide gulf I just gave there. The horsemen no, and Kelly, they're equal. No. <laughs>
1: equal, uh, equal footing, equal in every way. Yeah.
0: Um. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun, and then the Hall of Fame that night. Yeah. What What nobody realizes yet, and it's a good thing because no one listens to this podcast. Uh. This is just all guerrilla t- marketing to get Mike Pava into the Hall of Fame.
2: That's <laughs> out guerrilla marketing. <laughs> Turn it That's <laughs> uh, out.
0: exactly love yeah Yeah. that's what it is (laughs) pretty much yeah so So, um yeah that's exciting news that's huge very excited our first that'll be our first live cast and that goes great because i asked if there were any questions or answers you know we could ask any of our fans on facebook and you got a very low um, turnout Whoa. for questions. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, some of the questions is, "What do you think about Todd Harris?" Uh, Love him from at Todd Harris. Oh, I'm not crazy about him. <laughs> it's all right. I'm more of a Dan Spivey fan.
2: He cost me my title. That's some bitch. Um,
0: but also, longtime listener, first time uh, caller. Katie Pineapple wanted to know when we were going live on tour, and now oh. we can tell oh. her it's going to be at the New England, New England Fan, F- Fan Fest. That's nice. going to be
2: our first tour date and our last tour date. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yep. first and last. So catch us on the tour. Catch us if you can. Yeah, you- you'll catch me immediately. I cannot run. <laughs> he, he may not catch you if he doesn't shake your hand initially. Don't don't hold it again. My him. goal is to to start running and then stop and get really still <laughs> so they run right by me. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. my plan. Okay. Crown Plaza, Mike Peva, where we had many adventures at the Bartender's Ball. Oh. And that was also the place where you stole your six-foot cutout of uh, the Dos Equis guy. The Dos Equis the most guy, interesting yeah. man in the world. That uh-huh. we
1: renamed Jacques. Yes, and he joined us at many parties. He yeah, did. Good man.
2: Yeah.
0: Best man at my wedding.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
2: That's that. Huge. Let's get to the rest. <coughs> um, okay. So here we are. Uh. We're going to talk about something a little unique, something we may not be able to cover in our usual format. Hard pass. <laughs> We're going to be discussing referees that wrestle.
1: Double pass.
2: <laughs> but um, no, oh, but this
1: is cool because yeah. um. This is something that we wouldn't normally be able to talk about really in any other situation.
2: Yeah, it's Um, it's rarely on pay per view. It's uh, the only one I could really think of is Jericho versus Nick Patrick.
0: Well, actually, I got news for you um, because senior referee of the WWF or WWE rather Uh came out and talked about the first ever all referee pay per view. Coming up, uh, revolution, and uh, finally, the 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 stripes are going to finally get to take a stand. And do their thing on the grandest stage. <laughs> you know what? For one, I'm proud. I'm it's proud of them. Tight, yeah. You know yeah. that. Yeah, Mike Kyoto, you finally did it, and I'm proud of you, man. It's fucking Good for you.
1: <laughs> well, in honor of that announcement, in, in honor of the first ever all referee right. pay per view, just like we had in honor of the first WWE <laughs> yeah. all women's pay per view, we reviewed the first ever uh, all, all women's pay per view.
2: Wow, unleashed. Right. Uh, we are now. This is refs unleashed,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> revolution. revolution oh, Does that count? Oh. Does that count as three times? No, no
2: oh, it does that not. A, that, that was the was a old thing. Just, Yeah, but you can't. Preview. You can't. You can also not say you have until. You also can't use those initials. Oh. Yeah. So we need to just avoid that. Okay, is um, good. Right. should we put a disclaimer that we
0: um, partook?
2: You know, yeah, Mike
0: partook. We
1: gift. We apologize. Uh, we said we weren't going to do this again because JC
2: gets a little. Uh, He's got a strong reaction. He gets a little um, crazy. This what, is, uh, guys? This is an edible cast. Well,
1: you know, since we do live in the
0: great state, this is an edible podcast. Uh, the you can love- eat us. Just go right ahead yes. on any kind of podcast device. Just pop it you in know your what? mouth. We're
1: also scratch and sniff too, so <laughs> just, we are. Yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. scratch lumberjack. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Although, uh, although I, mine smells like Gagnier Fruities. Oh, no. okay.
2: Wait, Hold on. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Yours? You really uh, threw some shade yeah. there.
1: Yours uh, smells like love. <laughs> what does that smell like? I don't know. Not good. I don't know,
0: but you told them not to smell it, which means you don't like love. (laughs) Yeah, Mike Pava hates
1: love. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: heard
2: it here first, (laughs) or you heard it from all of the girlfriends. So we started off. uh, (laughs) Our first match we watched was Randy Anderson taking on Nick Patrick from Nitro. Uh we had this is a uh, match where Randy Anderson had to fight for his job because he was fired for uh a, you know a Nick Patrick got knocked out and Randy Anderson c- counted a pin and he didn't like that. No, well in, in, in 1997
0: that. with the NWO versus WCW Nick Patrick was the evil referee mm-hmm. and he was causing trouble for everybody for the wrestlers for the
1: other refs. Well he yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. He had that really long, nagging shoulder injury yeah. that really prevented him from. Like sometimes he'd get a spasm on on and a could count. count. That three, yeah. I mean,
0: Nick Patrick really presents the problem I have most with any evil referee angle is that once you blow it off, what do you do? Like you either have to get rid of the guy.
2: Nope, he's okay again. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always like well, they get I their comeuppance. Nick Patrick turn on the like NWO, like he stood up for himself. I do not
0: believe that happened, I'm and if it sure did, he happened. became evil again right after that. Anyway, <laughs> and it was a swerve by the New
2: World Order. Nobody ever, uh, nobody ever forgave Nick Patrick for what he did. No,
0: but like even I don't know. It just it always feels like the problem with any of these referee angles when you turn somebody massively evil,
2: like you got to either go go back to your day job and just be good again. Um uh, Nick Patrick by the way is the son of the assassin Jody Hamilton. So uh wrestling's in his blood really. And uh he actually he wrestled. He is a wrestler, right? Yes. We'll uh we'll be covering some of that in a little bit. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I mean, there's not much to talk about in this match. Well, well I actually I would disagree with that. We had a it, this match was more of an angle than a match. Right. Yeah. Where uh Nick Patrick comes out. He's in the he's in the camera. He's like, "I'm going to make all the babies cry. He, I'm going to make everyone cry." He's wearing a referee shirt,
1: sleeveless with, no sleeves. with no sleeves and he's got these sunglasses on. And he's just making his entrance. Oh, he's, he's
2: such a heel. Such a heel. Um and then next is very humble Randy Anderson making his way to the ring. And uh famous WCW referee Jason Jett. Yeah, was good old Jason, Jason Jet. Jason, Double J, you know. Yeah, you know, everyone loves Jason Jett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, longtime WCW
0: referee. Well, you know, his his uh his older sisters really famous. Oh, Joan? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, excuse me, it was Jimmy Jett. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Well, no, no relation. Yeah, no. Oh. Actually, that's he's not related Different to guy. Joan at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, Jimmy Jet. <laughs>
1: i happy uh, we can make ourselves laugh. I hope you're laughing too. No, nope, <laughs> okay, okay.
2: they they sniffed us and they turned us off I right like after. Kevin Castro's chuckling somewhere. <laughs> um, so. Jimmy Mice. Jet. Mice, my scratch sniff smells like beans. Yes. And <laughs> insulin.
1: Oh. Does so. insulin have a smell? Yeah.
0: It actually does, it's gross. Uh-oh. Really? Yeah. Let's cut your fucking pancreas open and find <laughs> out. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: <laughs> so, Jimmy Jet checks Nick Patrick for weapons, and then he goes over and he uh hands just Grabs Randy Anderson's hand and yeah. slips a pair of brass knuckles on.
1: Slowly, just I thought he was handing him a note.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. At first. He's Do like, Do "You don't like me? Him. Check
1: Y. <laughs> check N."
2: And then Nick Patrick looked over.
1: Nick Patrick looked over and winked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was like,
1: he, "He was like, I'm one day away from retirement." <laughs> like,
2: well, guess what? Uh, um,
0: I'll tell you right now uh, because my only note on this was five stars. That's how I felt about this. Really, um, but there's one thing I would have changed out of a hundred star <laughs> <Yeah>. scale, <laughs> five out of a hundred. Um, I would have had uh, Jason Jordan Jet, Jimmy Jet. Yeah, um, Jimmy I would have had him go over to Nick Patrick, check him, find it on him. Yep, take it and then put it in Randy Anderson's hands. Yes, so he finds that. the weapon on Nick Patrick. Yeah, I like that. So much and being better. like, "Hey, man, fuck you. You're gonna cheat again." Not this time, bro.
2: <laughs> Fucking hands it to Randy Anderson. And he, he like puts it on Randy Anderson's hand who and Randy Anderson doesn't quite understand, but then he closes his hand on it, like right. winks, like nods at him, pats him on the shoulder. He's like
0: Everything you were ever taught in referee school, forget <laughs> it the right window.
2: now. This is your training day. And I like uh Randy Anderson kept his hand down low. Yep. Nick Patrick was throwing punches and he was he was waiting for his Nick, shot. Well
1: Nick Patrick Nick Patrick did the, the old fucking
2: John big, Wayne, the big John Wayne wind up, big Jabba
1: Jabba he was gonna hit big him with Jab
2: Jabba, and then Randy Orton just blasted him with a hilarious punch like, right
0: Popped to the
1: forehead. Him. It was like on top of the head, yeah. yeah.
0: But if it was Nick Patrick's gimmick, then that would be the babyface win. There's no way that Eric Bischoff could fire you, right. Because it's Nick Patrick's weapon, and like I don't no, know, he could have. I'm just saying. And, yeah, he would have. Oh, because Eric Bischoff was so cool.
2: NWO brother. He yeah. was really cool. And yeah. then Eric
0: Bischoff. He's the Hashimoto
2: of. Uh... <laughs> and then uh, Eric Bischoff came up. By the way, and fired Jimmy Jet, Randy Anderson. Anyway, yeah. But then Randy Anderson came back anyway.
0: That's true. Like and, again, there's Jimmy no. Jimmy Jet did not. <laughs> Jimmy Cat so, did not.
1: Uh, Randy. I mean, uh, uh, uh fucking the I'm other I'm referee. I'm Nick Patrick. Uh, Nick Patrick's
2: laying on the fucking ground. Oh, and, yeah. And Nick
1: Bischoff's trying to, like, yeah. get him up. He's raising
2: his hand <laughs> and trying to pick him up, and Nick Patrick's just dead-selling. Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's a great sell, and comedy. it's one of...
0: Like, and again, but you wish it, it was just one of those moments where the NWO got their comeuppance, but, like... You know what,
1: JC? You should, like book a wrestling show or something you know you're really smart. nah <laughs> too much work you're a smart cookie too much work the, that uh, makes so much more sense but i
0: mean but you but you get you get to have the that way eric pretty was to, to be the cool guy and fire randy anderson after he wins the match or yeah, you but know how would
2: he be the cool guy if he didn't do that
0: you no know, just show ass like a bad guy have the heel show ass
2: no here's the thing though it's the nwo
0: it's true good point Good, good point,
2: Lumberjig. <laughs> now we uh, jump back in time. Whoa, 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 whoa. One, two, wow, Princess kneel before Ten you. That's, that's what I said. said we haven't
1: sung in so long. Yeah,
2: feels like forever. It does feel like forever. Um, we got. Forever in blue jeans. Aww. Aww, baby tonight. Turn on my heart light. <laughs> I'm coming to America yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Next, we went, uh, that's probably a hit song, when Ted DiBiase wrestled Nick Patrick for Mid South (laughs) Uh, Wrestling. Yep. The Nick Patrick that we just talked about. Yes. Nick Patrick, this was actually his Mid South Wrestling debut. Ted DiBiase was accompanied by fellow Rat Pack member Steve Williams, Dr. Death. Oh, yeah, baby. Look at me. It's me. Ooh, the Rat Pack. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, Sugar Mama.
0: Me,
1: Dr. Death. Mm. Who else was in the Rat Pack? Was it just them two? Matt Bourne.
2: Cool. It's a great fucking pack. Yeah, not a bad little group, right? Yeah. So uh, this match, you'd think would be a squash match, but Ted DiBiase gave him a surprising amount of offense. It's what I thought
0: on. when I saw the time on it. I was like, "This is going to be the longest match we watch a referees." Incorrect. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really taught me on that one. you yeah. yeah, did. <laughs> I said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> Hold my iced tea. Hold my, <laughs> hold, hold my beard. Hold my Wawa's lemon iced tea.
1: Oh, is that our sponsor? No, 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 no it's no, not. No. We cannot officially say that. Wah-wah. Official? Unofficially, we can say that. Oh, though. unofficially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Unofficial sponsor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna get away yeah, with it. Exactly. Yeah, our unofficial <laughs> sponsors. They're gonna pay us to stop sponsoring right, that. Exactly. Like we're gonna give you a, a fiver up, just to uh, shut up and we stop call talking about sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're here, to, uh, we're here to talk about the match, but. I think the real star of it was Bob Sweetan. Oh, yeah, good old Bob Sweetan, Bob Jody's S- dad. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves a good Jody Sweetan. Nobody calls her Jody Sweetan. I do. We do. I've never not called Friend her Friend of the show, Jody Sweetan. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't even remember what the m- was. Did the match end, or did it just go to a draw where Bob Sweetan ran? It in? was a, a disqualify. No, it was a...
1: Okay. All
0: wasn't
2: right, it? Sure. I don't know. Disqualify. Mean, Disqualify. <laughs> you said it
1: so uh, matter of factly and so like. French. This is what it was. <laughs> Why are we
2: acting like Disqualify is a thing? It, <laughs> it is totally now. is a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Ted so, DiBiase was great.
2: And um, yeah, Ted DiBiase, <laughs> he's a beefy man. He is a. What did I call him? It was thick. T H I C C. Yes, you did. That's exactly what you called Late him. Late contender for the Mike Pava Body Award. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Thicky yeah, um <laughs> yeah, he looked good. He <laughs> was, was great. Uh, he was beating the shit out of Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick looked green, but I think he held. He looked fine. Did all right. Yeah, did all right. Uh, did all right. Yeah, Bob Sweetan came in, threw some fucking banger punches. Probably one of the
1: one of the greatest working punches. I've it ever finally
2: seen. brought Mikey around to Sweetan. Yeah, now he's
1: definitely Sweetan. Bruiser Sweetan. Once the Bruiser started throwing those fucking <laughs> the Bruiser <laughs>
2: rights. I was like, man, Sweetan is the man. You're like, hey, what's up, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got uh, we went to Impact Wrestling, Why? where we saw <laughs> we saw. Can we go back back in time? Yeah. Is this uh, is this one, in- two, three <laughs> four <laughs> ah. Oh, we're going back to the future. Whoa.
0: Um, is this uh, is this the Impact Wrestling debut on Three Way Theater? Here is this our I believe first? This is the first wow. time we've ever watched it. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Uh, with this it started off hot with uh the miracle mike bennett taking on. no earl. no oh oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah mike bennett taking on <laughs> earl hebner what do you get against mike bennett yeah
0: i love mikey b <laughs> <know>. former ncw <laughs> tag team champion humble <laughs>
2: he's in there with uh maria and uh mike bennett challenges earl oh, maria former ncw <laughs> women's champion that's not that's, true. That did not happen. I'm going <laughs> to edit not, that part out. That, all right, yeah, good. Right, you're right, JC. When you're right, you're right. First ever woman's champ. Okay, first of all, she's never worked for us. Second of all, there is no woman's title in NCW.
0: Never was. I don't know. I I just updated the title history right now.
2: <laughs> oh, if it's on the internet. Yeah, and it also says uh, unofficial sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Wawas.
0: Um. Mike Bennett and Maria they uh, they ran uh Hood over Impact for a while,
1: huh? He was the miracle Mike Bennett here, Yes. And I didn't really get to see much of it. Uh, I just knew it was happening. Was happy to see it, yeah. Uh, you know te- that he was doing it. Were they still on Pop at this time?
2: Um, pop. sure. Pop up television. They only pop. Um, you know it's so funny. Mike Bennett really did. He like owned like where he went to up until WWE, where, like, yeah. he was in Ring of Honor. He was a fucking Ring of Honor champ. He fucking went to Impact Wrestling. He was fucking, fucking shit up there. It was mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Now, I've always liked Mikey B, but I'll ask you guys this. Do you think the spots
0: that he got were based on his, like, skill? His girlfriend? Yes, yes. Like, do you think having Maria there I'm not saying it's all because of her I- Bennett
2: is a guy that like I always knew even before I like knew indie wrestling he was always a name I heard Yeah, so I just feel like he was one of those guys that was
1: Wait, probably... I feel like I always thought cause, you know, I, I mean it doesn't hurt it doesn't of hurt. course not, and that's what I was going to say it's not, it doesn't hurt second of all Mikey was the guy who you're like, he's gonna make it. No well,
0: even what. when he was sitting in an NCW locker room, I'm looking at him like, this guy's a fucking star. Exactly. He's gonna That's be, and he, he, like, I'm just wondering, like, because I think he would have always gotten the opportunities he got, but I'm just wondering if by having just Maria by his side, just that, that extra piece. Like, here's the thing I think that those, like, think about Chris Candido and Tammy. Like, they they, when they first started, they were that combo. But, and he got higher up on the card. He was just as fucking great
2: as a worker as anybody. Yeah.
0: But having that that he relationship, made it, he made that it to partnership a of
2: honor with Bob Evans by his side, there's, you know, so it's like there's a big Bob difference. difference. Bob Evans is not eye candy. I'm sorry, Uncle Bob, but there, there's a big difference between Mike and Maria
1: and Candido and Sunny. Well, everything's and, different from fucking twenty years ago. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but not like, for me. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry
2: about that. No, it's fine. Uh, poor eyesight,
1: <laughs> very poor, very very poor. Yeah, yeah. it's on welfare. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm an, uh, no. I just know, uh, but I mean, I'm just wondering. You that's know, a good question.
0: I because I mean, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a like a right or wrong. Like I think again, he was talented enough where I think he would have gotten the opportunities that he got. I just wonder if by having that relationship it also taints him because to a certain smart mark or to
2: a certain subset of fans, they're just gonna like blame his push on Maria. Well right. the Ring of Honor fans hated him. They like but he was just so old school and shit that well, they, they that he wasn't their style and that's where the heat came from. But with Ring of I Honor mean- that was Bob
0: and them, and they were—he was playing a WWE wrestler in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like that was the gimmick, so that him becoming hated for that—that's that's, that's him fucking working the crowd. Yes, but the thing is that I've seen Mikey B do fucking light heavyweight shit. And, like, he can work. He could do. It's a choice. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But I just wonder, I don't know. It's just one of those things that always, because I, I've seen fans online complain about Mike because, you know, oh, he's just there because of his wife. Mm. And I don't think that's true. But I wonder if that just, like, shades it a little bit. Yeah. That's like a, maybe like a stigma. That's just this is probably just most we're ever going to be able to talk about Mike Bennett on the podcast, you know, unless we ever end up doing uh, pro wrestlers in movies because uh, he was that security guard in that horror movie that came out a little while
2: ago. That- oh, that one?
0: Yeah, that one. Cool. Uh,
2: I saw that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Did you? The yeah. insert movie here. <laughs> um. So
2: uh, Mike yeah. Bennett, he challenges Earl Hebner to a match. Yeah. And he punches him in the fucking face. So.
1: While we're watching... Oh, okay, yeah. He punches him right in the face. He just
2: fucking wails him. It's fucking great. He wails him. I love it, him and Mario just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Which is what, you know, you should do. Yeah. Just, 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 just punch the referee him. in the yeah. face. Like, uh, and Then he pins him. The other referee won't pin, won't count. He's like, I'm not counting. It's bullshit. Fucking count the pins. You're a referee. It's your one exactly. job. Exactly. It's a sanctioned match. <laughs> so he... Uh, Mike Bennett fucking gets in gets the referee to count finally. One, two, kick, kick out. out holy shit. Not
1: just a kick out. <laughs> he just shoulder. shoots his arm up yeah. like he's fucking it's what if fucking, he what it's if, a, if it's he, a near he, fall at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. What if when he did
0: that he punched Mike Bennett out <laughs> and then won one <laughs> because he fucking knocked him out? <laughs> Uh, but be. Maria was the was the president of like Impact at this point, right? Like she made the match. Yeah, sure, sure. okay, <laughs> thanks. All right, yeah, all right. So, but she's because she's still in the ring, and the referee is not trying to
2: get her out of the ring at all for any I of this. I just thought
1: that was you know TNA rules. Oh, okay, T- Impact. T- that's rules. the only time Everyone's time allowed ever, to have one
2: broad in there. That's the only time anyone ever said TNA rules. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um. So kick out and
0: heavy. Like Hebby. Hebby, yeah. Earl Hebner. Oh yeah. Oh. Hebby. <laughs> Did you not know who I was talking he about?
2: Had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> that's what they call him. Hebby. Heavy. Yeah, that's what everybody calls him. Yeah.
0: Sure. Like he's like, who? <laughs> you know what? You're the one that sounds looks stupid right now. <laughs> it's you. <God>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Heavy? <laughs> well, Maria starts screaming at Heavy. and Earl Hebner. No, no, no. That, uh, Mike Bennett gets up, starts yelling at the referee. Oh,
0: that's so right. Earl
2: right. Hebner does the slow crawl over. Low blow to Mike Bennett. Yes. Maria starts yelling at Earl, and Earl gets in her fucking face. Earl. <laughs> untucks his shirt, <laughs> tears it open, rips it off, throws it in her face.
0: Was that shirt gimmicked, or is he just that strong? No, yeah, Earl Hebner's a fucking monster. He's a beast. <laughs>
2: Hebby's a fucking monster. I'm the beast from the Northeast. <laughs> His nose started bleeding, and he just fucking ripped the shirt off. <laughs> <up. laughs> He's also
0: 11.
1: Yeah, it was a stranger thing. Hashim- or Hashimoto. Oh. That's a much better reference. Yeah. I <laughs> try. Yeah, try to keep it relevant to him. A-
2: so uh, <laughs> Earl Hebner fires up huge, and he turns around and just eats a Mike Bennett boot. Yeah, that was awesome. One, two, three. <laughs> but the referee still like, oh, yeah, very okay. fucking begrudging about it. Listen,
0: if you're a referee in refereeing a referee match,
2: you're just gonna fucking do it, man. Right. Listen, that, stop showing like your uh, that referee favoritism. Yes. Earl Hebner is his fucking master. That's like a that's like a, whoa, 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 whoa. We talking like slave action? Well. No. no, he's like his mentor. His sensei. Mentor
1: sounds a lot better than master. Well, uh, you know, choice words
0: sometimes. you.
2: It's like, you know, like Master Splinter, I mean. Like uh, Ninja Turtles. There's only one master oh. I
0: know. He's the leader of the Malaysian Dukes. <laughs> I wonder
2: if that's going to be the only
1: time we mention Ninja Turtles today. I hope so.
2: I mean, probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next up we get a, a basic... So that was like a... What should happen, right? Uh huh. Versus the our next segment that we watched, which is what should not have happened, or like what usually happens when someone tries to plan something like this and it just kind of, kind of bombs.
1: <laughs> so, bombs. Taking the place of Mike Bennett in this role, EC three, EC three, Ethan Carter
2: the third. Taking the place of Earl Hebner, is Earl, Earl Hebner, Heather. and taking the, place, taking the place of Maria, we have Rockstar Spud. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Man, that's fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have Ethan Carter the 3rd, EC3, cutting his promo saying that he's uh he wants to f- challenge somebody who's a legend, somebody that's been in the ring with Andre the Giant, someone that's been in the ring with Hulk Hogan, someone that's been in the ring with all the Hall of Famers. Who is it? Heavy <laughs> Earl Hebner. Spoiler Heby. alert. Um so Earl Hebner's like, oh, I'm not a wrestler. It says right here on my shirt. It always amazes me when referees get mic time
0: and it's like it's the first time they've ever used words. <laughs> <laughs> like for almost every situation.
2: Well, yeah, there's a reason why they're referees. wrestlers, referees. <laughs> um, so not only... Is he going to wrestle him? He has a special guest referee. Who could it be? Hebby Jr. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, Jr. Brian Hebner. Hebner. Oh, The very special guest referee, accompanied by Rockstar Spud, who's yelling at him, saying, you must count the pinfall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know he's got to be evil. He's British.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, JC's first expo- exposure to this video clip mm-hmm. was through Opie and Anthony and Jim Norton Just tearing the fucking shit out of it. Just ripping it up to shreds. And Jimmy had just like scrolled upon it while flipping through the channels. Spike T V was on his was the last channel he watched when he turned off his TV, so when he turned it back on, Impact Wrestling happened to Mm. be on. And, and when he messaged Sam
1: Roberts and said, I'm watching wrestling, what did Sam say? Oh no. <laughs> exactly.
2: Because he knew what was and He knew it was Thursday. And I don't think there could have been like a worse segment for Jim Norton to happen to accidentally catch Yeah, I mean this is
0: everything wrong. Like it just especially since like the Mike little Mike Bennett Errol Hebner thing was like four minutes long. Quick. It was all like every boom like, boom boom. Smoke boom. and mirrors. Hebner got fucking bumped. It, it could get a
2: reaction. This was just, holy fuck. So um, Ethan Carter third demanded that Earl Hebner lie down for him. And Earl Hebner was very reluctant. But EC3 spent like five minutes just demanding that Earl lie down. Just like kept going and going, just yelling in his face. And it's like, just take a page just, just, out of Mikey B's and book just punch him and, him and punch him face. in the fucking face. Just knock him out and fucking punch him in front of his fucking son. It, like, what's more humiliating, having to lie down or getting fucking punched in the face? And, in like, front of your son. Yeah, like... Made look like Listen,
0: a bitch. Your son has seen you go through far more embarrassing things than wrestling. Literally, like, probably a year before. <laughs> like, I think at this point, I think you should be okay. Like, Dad, you got out of this one pretty easy. You just had to lay down.
2: I don't know. It took a lot out of him. Because <laughs> when Earl finally did lie down, he lied down. Yep. Got pinned. Uh, uh-huh. EC3 pinned him with one finger. Yep. Because he's a one percenter and that's how he would pin people. Okay. Is that, is that that's yeah. genius? And uh, then Earl Hebner proceeded to death sell as his son rolled him his dead corpse out of the ring. He sold more for laying down than he did for all of Mike Bennett. Yes, correct. And he rolled them out of the ring. Uh, EC3 had him stopped, so he could kick pretend kick, dirt on him. Yeah, that
1: like that was at the point of doing. Yes, like I've
2: got to get, I've got to kick dirt
1: on Hebner, Heavy yep. over here. <laughs> I figured it out, by the way. Heavy Junior is going to HJ. I like to call him. Was going to watch HJ. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I prefer calling him Brian Junior, BJ. Oh
0: yeah.
2: Um, I got it. By the way.
0: Hebner, Hebby Sr., is selling the way he is because he had the traumatic experience of total recall of his match with Mike Bennett. So all the pain he got from punch to face Mm -hmm. and finally,
2: finally felt it. Correct. And he
0: just—so the trauma of the three count sent it all back, and he couldn't. He goes, son,
2: my (laughs) body— And you're Earl's, gonna have
1: to roll me out
2: of the he ring. rolled him to the apron and you think Earl's just gonna go to his feet no he just fucking falls to the ground yup like what is cause happening cause he's still
0: selling from that Mike Bennett beating it makes sense. It's the only thing
2: that makes sense, yeah, it's, fucking, it's the only <laughs> thing. It's so fucking crazy. What's next on this fucking gang? Jesus. Oh, um, you want to talk about crazy? We're going to Jim Cornette versus <laughs> Cowabunga, the wrestling turtle from Smoky Mountain Wrestling.
1: So this is what nineteen ninety three, Nin-
2: yeah, ninety three. They're in some high school gym. Yeah, it looks like. A, I like a, how you're both. Kind of, oh, what's a high school gym? Like well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not passing judgment. I would kill for a high school gym. I'm just setting I the Mike is kind of throwing some I'm shade. just setting the scene.
0: He's like, guys, I don't know if you can fucking believe this or not. It was in a high school gym. I
1: mean, we're. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. High school
2: gyms are great. I dinner. love high school gyms. Yeah, well, I don't, when you say it, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, you've made it sound creepy. <laughs> so we, so Kawabunga, the the Ninja Turtle, is played by referee Brian Hildebrand, which is Mark how Curtis. That ties into our.
1: Uh, watching. Today. Yes, yeah.
2: uh, referee Mark Curtis. Mark Curtis. A senior referee of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> uh, but he was moonlighting. At, he would do spot shows against Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah, him
0: and Sybil Shepard. They were moonlighting at the time? Yes. Right.
2: Didn't, Mark Curtis had several referee names. Is that right? Well, you had Mark Curtis and you did Brian Hildebrand. Uh, I think he had in And Cowabunga. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, now, would you guys think that if this happened in 2018, would Jim Cornette bury it? Yes. Because Jim Cornette said he passed this off as him being a manager and taking... Uh-huh. Him being a manager and taking uh, taking on a gimmick character, and he said that we made it realistic enough. No. So he's already talked
1: about this match? Yeah. Specifically?
2: <coughs> Excuse
1: me. Because... I see nothing fucking... Like, I... If there are people who are going to fucking complain about this shit.
0: Like, the thing? I have no problem no with it whatsoever. Problem. Not
1: even one little iota of a problem with this match. Do I think Jim Cornette would have a problem with it if this happens Yes, now? Yes. I, I don't think he can because he... I don't think he can say that because he knows he did Well, what he's trying
0: to argue about. is that he made the match realistic enough. I would say that because Jim Cornette was taking some great bumps in that. Well, fight. that's part of the problem with the match too, though. He shouldn't be. Like I mean, in the grand scheme of things, in the world of Jim Cornette, pussy fucking mama's boy, mm. he should
2: not be going out there and wrestling. A 20 spoiler minute,
0: alert: twenty minute matches. Twenty minute
2: fucking match. It, it was yeah, it was it was pushing twenty minutes. I
0: in Cowabunga, the Ninja Turtle is the craziest, dumbest, most fucking copyrighty gimmick ever. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Like I don't. We also watched the Cowabunga promo. Oh, no, yeah, because Mike, you never heard him before. Uh, yeah, and I'll splice I've it in heard of him, but I never. Uh,
1: heard JC his actual needs, promo, JC needs a spicy thing. which
2: sounds like this.
1: That's what it sounds like.
2: I, like so, the, the his, voice modulation on it. His
1: voice is definitely put through some kind of modulation. Or well, the ringer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Hello,
2: Sydney." Oh no!
1: <laughs> so he's actually sitting in front of the TV during this and flipping the channels. Yeah, and just, and
2: just reacting to what he's seeing. Yeah. Include, yeah. He's popping for, like, the
1: bold and the beautiful. If he did that at my house, they would have stopped on the Spice channel because I had a black <laughs> box. They would not be happy.
2: He Well, did you see how he reacted when it was, like, a QVC? And it was, like, a necklace and it was just tits on the screen. Bodacious, Whoa, bodacious Babe. Babes- he was, like, cowabazongas. Garbanzas. <laughs> she, he called her a dudette. Look at yeah. That. B- bodacious dudette. I mean,
0: Babe is too hardcore to, to put on... Public it, access. And this
2: went on for a long time until yeah. he turned around and had Master Splinter cut and adjustment <laughs> to Majina like like the promo and just keep going. Well, doing. it's also a far more racist promo because you know there was
0: no actual Asian person doing that. Yeah. That was just probably like fucking Bill Dundee in the studio fucking <laughs> doing his best splinter impression.
1: Uh, also, Dudette is redundant because Dude is is good for or all genders.
0: Yeah, but like in the ser- the cartoon series they called like April and Yellow that, So they're just going off the Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. Trust me. It's not lost. You're all. preaching to the choir here. <laughs> we just need to clarify. So, uh, Cowabunga, he fucking hulks up, rips off his fucking shell. Rips
1: off his shell. Now, by the way, uh, fucking, this match looks like an episode of Christmas because fucking Cowabunga obviously has his green, uh, bodysuit on, but yeah. Jim Cornette has his red bodysuit. That's suit true. Full with, uh, heavenly body tight trunks just the bottom trunks just the trunks Amazing. which are over t- on top of the red outfit and it's just so good
2: um also but, there's a thumb up the ass spot <laughs>
1: that's the first <laughs> spot of the match besides all of the um Gog- seven in
0: a, seven minutes and 47 seconds into this match thumb in the ass
2: yep that's the first contact <laughs> made
1: and then he, Bungo makes the referee smell his fucking thumb.
2: Yes, and then he wipes it on the turnbuckle. And then he turnbuckle.
1: wipes it on the turn, top turnbuckle for all the other wrestlers to go and
2: fucking slam their head on. And the referee was like, yo, Jimmy C, you're about a quart low. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Imagine the guy that fucking took that turnbuckle and just got pink eye.
0: Oh. <laughs> Well, that reminds me, that's why I said it's a Scott Ashworth spot. Because remember in my first match with Scott Ashworth, I was cousin and cousin get in there and I do the booger spot. The booger spot was the fucking booger right on the fucking turnbuckle. And then he fucking headbutts me into the booger because he pick. I pick my nose. I'm going to put it on fucking Scott Ashworth. He grabs it, puts it on the fucking turnbuckle, and then smashes my head into the turnbuckle. I so that. I get the booger all over my face. The booger spot. And that's, he goes, all right, cousin, Telling get it. in here. Brother, brother's going to go in here. Brother's going to do that. Brickhouse, brother's going to go do this, brother's and then we go home, and then cousin's gonna come in here, cousin's gonna take his booger. A booger no, uh huh. Brother's gonna take cousin, brother's gonna fucking take cousin right into the buckle. Buckle goes down, cousin out, brother in,
1: finish the match, Iggy, Iggy pop.
2: But there needs to be a wrestler that's just always picking his nose, or <laughs> managers are always picking his I nose.
1: No, but uh, didn't ECW have the booger eating moron? Yeah, uh, oh l- yeah. Lupus? yeah, lupus. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> fucking man. Colored. I hope we
1: talk more about ECW today.
2: I don't know. What are the odds of that? Yeah, um. Instead of doing that, let's talk about C-Z-W. No. to <laughs> oh, die. you ready?
1: So Lumberjacks. Is that a real thing? Is lumberjack <laughs> a big fan. Oh, God. Ooh, wee. ooh, ooh! Okay? I tore my throat. Lumberjacks out. a big fan. Uh, Is that the real theme song? Mm-hmm. Of course it was. You think he just fucking made that shit Sometimes
2: up? Sometimes he does. Slice it in. Go. I told you. <laughs> oh, nice,
1: spicy, spicy. So, J.C. and I had a very hard time with
2: us. Sure did. Um, growing now, up, this growing coming... up as a teenager, I got into death match wrestling a little bit. I never wanted to do it. I just always but, was fascinated by it. Uh,
1: see, this is coming from J.C. and I, who are hardcore ECW fans.
2: Mike Pivel legitimately retched I, watching this. Yeah. Like, he gagged watching it, this. it was disgusting. It was so wild. Like, I've, like... It was you like you it, yeah you had like, a visceral reaction. We
0: like Mikey and I were very much into the ECW hardcore scene, which is obviously nothing compared to this. Nothing compares. but and and you know because nothing of my nothing compares.
1: <laughs>
2: Nothing compares to you. you. ECW,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, even like my love of ECW brought me to the IWA Hardcore Deathmatch between Funk and uh, Cactus. Like I watched that entire show, and there was a lot on there that I'm like, "Oh man, this is fucking brutal." But here's the thing: I took that as the Japanese hardcore scene. It was beyond like I had a like it was almost like a reverence for it because it felt like this weird subculture. Yeah. Far off land. Well, because, because also this was during the tape trading days. Mm-hmm. So, like, to get my hands
2: on this. Fucking it was like tournament. A Holy grail. Yeah, I used to love fucking just looking at those things and be like, look at all these fucking like oh uh, lighthouse death like 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 cabin death match like all these crazy shit just like
0: and like I remember that tournament and all the people that were in the tournament I, I like I sought them out to look at some of their stuff and like but there was like uh, the characters were like these mythical big fucking Japanese heroes or for like Funkin and, and Cactus coming in like watching this. It just felt like such a funhouse mirror version of like what well, all the things that I looked up to and thought were so cool and like at the time for hardcore wrestling. But well, here's the
1: thing: it's not a funhouse mirror; it's fucking legit.
2: There's hitting. I, each I know with it is. No, 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 no. I,
1: think, I know it is. It's but, just crazy to me. Like you go even even watching those Terry Funk and Mankind matches uh, and like with Leatherface. Yeah. And like. Now they seem so tame. Oh, they're so tame, right? They're so but, tame that there was uh, there was a fan on uh, one of the
0: Smart Marks, like basically sat there on Facebook and called the match overrated. Uh, Cactus watching f- it back, yeah. Like, look at this. This is so fucking basic and so like but,
2: this is one of the most overrated you death you know matches basic? ever because there was nothing like it before. Right? They're the originators. If, the like, of course it's basic. And guess what? You are pissed that they didn't do everything like. There's they needed somewhere to go, dude. Like <laughs> shit builds. Oh like, man, a fully cactus jack had fucking thumbtacks in his shin pads. It's fucking <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so the match we watched. Well, what are you going to know? I want to know what you were gonna say about if Shawn Michaels didn't take that initial bump off the hell in a cell where he's like hanging on the side and falls, right. nobody would have went off the top of it. Mm-hmm. You know? It needs one thing leads to another. Well
0: and I think we mentioned this before on the podcast, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon in that first ladder, ladder match Mad. that eventually set the stage for the TLC matches yes. and everything else. Like if you didn't have that Part one, that first ever. That match is so basic. Look at all the basic
1: moves they're doing. Guaranteed people say that shit. Oh, that
0: blows my mind. So that's why, like, when, when, like, okay, you were into death matches growing up, Jake, and I get that. And maybe if I was 17 years old when this was getting really fucking hot, I might feel the same way. But I guess maybe it is. I'm just too tame or too lame because I, like, you know. It, it just like
2: watching this made me. It made my stomach turn. Uh, the match we watched was a thumbtack kick pad death match Fuck. where all three competitors. It was part of the tournament of death eight in two thousand and nine, or was it two thousand and nine? Two thousand eight, I think we said whatever it was. Uh, tournament of death eight. So just look at that one up. Um, it was uh, between Tex Mex Scotty Vortex. XXOMGXX, and Drake Younger, uh, WWE and NXT referee. Right.
1: Unbelievable. So so Lumberjake, um just mentioned that these guys all had thumbtacks on their
2: kick pads. Like glued to their kick Glued pads. to their kick pads. Which and when just... they did a show, they were just like push pins, like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, horrible. I didn't hear that part when they announced the match. Yeah, I for- then, I forgot to, like, I was skipping past, like, all that shit, like, the introductions and stuff, just to get to it. So they're doing just fucking indie kicks to the fucking back and, they and chest. they do a triple knuckle
1: lock. This is the opening spot, a triple knuckle-, knuckle lock.
2: And uh they all start kicking each other, which is, like, whatever. It's just a spot until I reveal to Mikey <laughs> and to see that they all have thumbtacks. Yes. Uh, just key. very casually as they're fucking shindy-kicking themselves to death. Really so,
0: hard.
1: um, uh... <laughs> Scotty <Vortex>. OMG XXX Five. <laughs> Scotty Vortex. Yeah, Scotty Vortex is no, not just Scotty Vortex. Uh, His Max. name is Tex Mex. Scotty Tex Vortex. Tex Mex. Scotty Vortex uh, is is good brothering it right. So yeah, he's, they all have shorts on. So some of the guys are kicking each other in like the hip. Yeah, where they still have the shorts, motherfuckers. Other guys fucking high kicks to the ribs. Just, yeah. Oh, like and then again, that's what Lumberjake reveals. Yep, they have thumbtacks on their fucking shit. Yeah, I forgot to
2: mention that beforehand. Sorry, guys. So if I so didn't gross. Men- that's
1: not the most disgusting thing to me in this match.
2: Now, if I didn't mention it, you guys wouldn't have even never known, have known, and it w- all this, all these spots would have just been lost. Like. They would have looked kind of shitty so because they weren't like you know great. Right?
1: You know why they look kind of shitty? Because by the time they started kicking each other by the 12, 13, 14, 15 time, they know that it fucking hurts. Yeah, so they, they don't, they they don't, don't want do to take anymore. it They're kind of shying away from it, like, oh, here it fucking comes,
2: instead of just, you know,
1: working. And, <laughs> no. like,
2: and you would think that like the kick with the, the kick pad would be like a more of a build-up to it, not like opening spot shit. Like mm. when he finally fucking snapmares him and gives him the big fucking indie kick to the back and then like, goes, ah... And then he holds him there, and he just kicks, kick, 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 kick. Yep. Kick, kick, kick. and he was so, also giving him Kawada kicks, where uh, Scotty Vortex grabbed Drake Younger by the head and was just oh, kicking that's him. the
0: little uh, fucking monster in Total Recall, right? It's in the belly.
1: Yeah, Kawada. Yeah, a Kawada.
2: Reactor. <laughs> <laughs> I know we probably have a
1: lot of fans that like are into this, and I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I,
2: shame. my personal preference was that it I just, just hate. I hated the it. thing that it, really made Mikey Wretch was uh, the. Uh, Christmas ornaments? The Christmas yeah. ornaments. When XXOMG. The glass ex- Christmas ornaments. They just called them OMG, by the way. But uh, it was spelled the other way. <laughs> but OMG uh, took the Christmas ornaments to the back, and they just stuck in his back. <sighs> and that, I think that's the visual of that is what really got, what got me
1: That's what got me. Because that's really thin...
2: Uh, just tiny little slices. slice ah.
1: slivers of...
2: Just shards that are never going to come here's,
1: out. Here's the thing about pro wrestling... It's supposed to look like it hurts. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're
0: fucking, pulling back the curtain yeah, here. Well,
1: I, I just, I like it.
2: it Where it, someone told that to Earl Hebner,
1: <laughs> like a blade job. Right? Is you're mutilating your, you're mutilating your body, but to it's simulate. controlled. It's okay. Right? You're right. But like that's like doing that. This is that's like doing something in order to make wrestling seem more legit. Right? Doing something real to make it seem more legit. Yes. And this is just like an that times a thousand where they're like, all right, well, we're going to use these real things that are really going to fucking hurt. I agree with to you. To make it more legit. Does this
2: that make sense? Is, I'm on your side. Listen, right. the, the closing spot for this match was one of the most Fuck. insane things I've ever seen. Where they set up a pane of glass that was lying in the corner a miraculously didn't break.
1: It the was there for the whole time. It just sat there. We knew it was coming. We knew something was going yeah. well,
2: with it. It's Chekhov's plate glass exactly. window. Exactly. If it's there, they got to use it. Right. So it's a giant plate of glass, and uh, they lay it between four chairs- they throw Drake Younger underneath it. Yeah, he's sitting underneath. He's laying underneath the table. <laughs> would <laughs> you rather... <laughs> Rob Tuttle has the answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yes. would, would
1: you rather uh-huh. be Drake Younger uh-huh. and uh, sitting being under... under this plate uh, glass being window. Being under this plate glass, uh, ta- uh, glass with uh, the chairs and knowing that somebody's going to jump on top of you. Uh, two men, actually, are going to yeah. jump on top or, or be underneath a glass table... With a lady of the with evening. With a lady or gentleman, Sh- whatever your it's choice. People shitting on the glass table.
2: And you have to see it. And you have to watch it. Some people would be like, yeah, hell yeah. Some people are into that. Tell you out of which one. Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I
0: mean, I, I, we mean, mean I, all... can say I admitted what I answered. Yeah, we, I we... want poo on that table. <laughs> I'm with JC. I'm with JC. <laughs> yeah, you want to come under? Want to come under my table with me? We can watch together.
2: Um, Two poos of one stone. So Drake Younger's <laughs> under this fucking glass, and OMG and Scotty Vortex <laughs> climb to the top turnbuckle, and they do a Spanish fly yep. through the glass onto top of Drake Younger. Fuck. And. And next thing you know, Drake Younger's a referee in WWE and yep. he's just
1: he must <laughs> but be But st- you know what? Good for good for fucking him because yep. he's got a nice steady paycheck. He's not destroying his fucking body. And I did not know he
0: was a re- uh, CZW referee. So uh, or he was right. a wrestler in CZW yeah. before
2: becoming a WWE referee. That that's news to me. That's shocking. And WWE is open about people knowing that they did a little uh, they th- did a little with- special about yeah. that, yeah. Uh um, Like they they
1: they let him use that name. Yeah, I believe like he uses the same name. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I believe he is really Drake Younger. don't really
2: talk about the name of the refs that much, but when they do, <coughs> I they call him that.
1: Well, there was that weird couple years where they
0: removed
2: the referees' names. So. Yes, just never so call him mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's next on this next up, gravy we got, train? Uh, we went back to something more tame with CM Punk taking on Scott Armstrong. Speaking of <laughs>
1: speaking of fucking, you know, not saying
2: the referee's name or you know. Or the history,
1: <laughs> the history of, said, of referee. said referee,
0: like the Armstrong family. Not to mention the fact of like First Road God. Dog being one of the biggest stars that WWE had. Um, you know, Bullet Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad. It's like a the, family legacy. Yeah, like, and
1: I don't like. Don't they mean, forget about the Candyman. <laughs> like I don't.
2: Of course, Steve Armstrong never gets brought up. That's true. He's always pistol. the forgotten Armstrong. Dude, I love
1: the Young Pistols,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Three Way Theater All Stars, right? They that, were on the. Uh, that's. So it yep. was a super That's brawl. That's right.
2: Yeah, they were on one of the, they wrestled the Freebirds yeah. with Bad Street, where yep. Brad Armstrong ran in twice. Brad had the same Street. Same match for different people. Can we? Can we? Can we? We already did that one, Mikey. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> can we do it again?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I just think ignoring the Armstrong legacy is a disservice. And as Mikey mentioned, while we were watching it, it could add to the match.
2: Yeah, because when fucking uh, CM Punk's getting in his face and berating Brad Armstrong over being a terrible ref and screwing him out of the title. Brad Armstrong fucking punches him, and CM Punk sells huge. Did you, hear, did you guys hear that scream, though? Scream? Yeah, did you hear
0: somebody scream outside? No. Like, legit? Yeah. Was that in my head? I didn't hear That's it. So, anyway, uh, CM Punk... Yeah, I was concerned.
2: Um, no, it's Ooh, it's, it's actually the October special. Whoa, and <gasps> no, I ripped it off the calendar. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Your calendar was so far behind.
1: So it was one, two months behind. I mean, did it sound like a... a
0: child screaming No, not a child screaming. Okay. It was more like a party woo. Oh,
2: oh like oh. a woo. Okay. but it wasn't then... like
0: a woo. Oh. It was more like a like a yee yeah. Ooh, no, more like, like, like a yee. yee
2: ee, yeah Kind of. Okay, like more so like that. I was a
0: little concerned at first. Yeah, no, like gonna... I'm not having a stroke.
1: No, oh, no, I wasn't you're... concerned about you. I thought. I thought uh, so... Yeah,
2: oh, wait, yeah. so you guys yeah. were
0: worried about me no. yeah. Yeah. imagining or hearing a scream. Right. You were concerned about what may be a hypothetical person in danger. The edibles are in his head. Don't ACMR me. Kill me. ASMR.
1: Stop, Stop right it. Now. I can hear you Stop on my it. thing.
0: Okay. Stop, Stop it.
1: F- JC has so, the headphones What if
2: my nose started bleeding right <laughs> now? like started... <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the yeah. CM oh, Punk right. beats right. up fucking... Uh, Scott
2: Armstrong punches him in the face a few times, and CM Punk comes back and fucking knocks him out and yeah. gets the pin.
0: Even this, this match was four... The entire segment was four minutes and 13 seconds. Yes. Like, they knew if you're going to do a referee versus wrestler match... You don't want to go long? No. no. nope. Do you question Jim Cornette and Cowabunga? Yes! The only thing I'll say, the only way I'll even defend it, is that it wasn't Mark Curtis. It was Cowabunga. That's fair. But, by the way, Mark Curtis.
2: Fantastic! Super super athletic.
0: Great. Whenever Mark Curtis got a a, a time to shine in WCW, I was always happy for him. Whether he was kicking the shit out of a fan. Yeah. Oh, the referees in WCW. Can we... There were no tougher referees than the ones in WCW. Yeah,
1: if
2: we're on a referee rant anyway, let's just fucking talk. I about... mean, I
1: I'm, I'm, I extend that past WCW and just say all referees. Like, if you if you're gonna go past that guardrail, the referees the are in fucking are first line, the the line of sh- defense. Yep. They're but gonna can you think the the of a you. can you think of an
0: instance in the WWE or F where that would have happened? Like, you remember. A referee having to fucking put somebody down. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure didn't fucking the referee have to bundle the guy out that pushed fucking uh, Eddie Guerrero off the fucking ladder? Yeah, when was what was that? Eddie Guerrero versus RVD on Monday Night Raw. Eddie Guerrero climbed to the top. I don't think I was watching wrestling at the time. A A fan fan jumped in in and and pushed the fucking ladder over while he was was on the ladder. Eddie Guerrero and and
1: Guerrero. Landed on his feet. Landed on his feet. Like saw. Like thought at first was like oh. And the guy
2: was getting tackled. Then Guerrero ran over and just fucking popped him. Oh, so the so the referee didn't pop him. Guerrero popped him. I think the referee took him like initially down. But yeah, you'll you'll still it's more I'm just saying Hopkins. I saw it more in WCW. Yeah, there was because, that WCW because W C W focused on yeah, it. Yeah, because WCW didn't
1: know whether it was a fucking work or not, so they always had the camera on it.
0: Well, I also like to think that WCW just wanted to show how tough even their referees were. Like do you, you think know, it was
1: more of a deterrent? Like Yeah. Let's like, oh it. that
0: referee just beat the fuck out of you. And I can't even get beat up by
2: Randy Savage. Fucking Doug Dillinger wasn't doing shit. Yeah.
0: Uh oh, huh. Poor Doug.
2: No. He didn't <laughs> do shit. <laughs> What about Executive Vice President J.J. J. Dillon? Oh, yeah. He tried his best. Did he? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I just I
0: always remember it was like DDP in the ring, and fucking a fan comes in, and Randy Anderson just
2: fucking kicks him, him right in the fucking skull, and then grabs him in a fucking uh, front face lock. Randy Anderson did it too.
0: That's what I was saying.
2: Uh, but Mark Curtis and Randy oh Anderson Mark Curtis both did, it did it too. So good. And then fucking Bobby Heenan had a field day going. That guy just got beat up by the smallest ref on the roster. <laughs>
1: but that's where the deterrent comes into play because now you've just been punked by the refs. Right. Yeah. The referees who get their ass kicked by all the wrestlers can still kick anybody else's. My ass.
2: favorite fucking fan run in for WCW is the guy that was dressed as Sting and climbed the cage, and nobody knew if it was real or not. Uh-huh. And the like cameras were showing. Is is that uh, like the announcers didn't know? Nope. So they were that all... was uh, that was uh, Hogan and Piper right in the in cage. The cage.
0: Age the, in the cage. And then that fucking fan was now. They not
1: actually call it that, did no, they? No, WWF called it that. The oh, okay. next day. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, and what did we determine recently when we uh, did, didn't we do a best in show? Revealed that Triple H is older now than Piper and Hogan were or when they were doing that. Like when they were calling them old and past their prime, Triple H is the same age. Yeah. Old, like younger. Triple H is like 49. Yeah. And they were like 46
1: at the time. Yeah. It's so wild. It's crazy when you think about that, too, because...
2: They seem so old. They seem so old at the time. But reality, they weren't. Yep. That is... that is. I was saying this to Anthony Green. oh <gasps> Pick up. You said it for a third that time. That the third time. Jesus Christ. I don't hear anything. I think
0: we're
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> uh oh. Um, Somebody uh-oh. check
1: the shower behind the shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you are talking to Anthony. And Green. I said, uh, Mean Gene O'Crillin is now the age I thought he was then. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just assumed he was 70 years old then. But he was probably like 30. 35 well, I think it's like, all those guys wild. from the 70s and
0: 80s because Arn Anderson has always looked 55. Yeah, yeah. Even outrageous. now when he's like seventy-five. Right. Fucking Jojo Dylan, same thing. Yep. Yeah, like all those guys, like that were in their like late twenties, were look just like old men. Is that what
1: JJ stands for? Jojo? No, that's
2: what Chris Jericho called him. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made a lot of sense. It's James J. Dylan. Oh, that's
1: right. I knew that. <laughs> did did you? you? Yeah, I did.
2: Uh, next up, we watched Danny Davis taking on Brady Boone. Boone Brady Boone uh, would actually later become a WCW referee. So this is a, a ref versus ref. Match. Ooh, yeah, nice. Fact. Like so. That. This is
1: from like Challenge or something.
2: Yeah, it's probably Superstars or Challenge or All American Wrestling or Prime Time. Just yeah, you know, there's a lot something. of fucking syndicated shows back then. <laughs> um, and this is a basically a squash match for Danny Davis, which is weird. Everybody you never needs think one. of Danny Davis getting the offense, right? I love Danny Davis. Love him, too. From Dover, New Hampshire. He's still working. Yep. Yeah. And looks great. great. Yeah. He looks the same. (laughs) Yeah. Another guy. Another guy. Good Uh, for him. Danny Davis. Uh, Brady Boone, by the way, looked phenomenal. Yes. If he was a couple inches taller, he would have been a fucking star. Uh, If he had come in 10 years later, he'd probably be all right. And uh, He came in about 92 later on. He became Battle Cat for a short time. Oh, whoa. Wow. Mikey's a battle. God, cat. did you see him do that flip? Yeah, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just angling for a match with Jungle Girl. Jungle Girl. Jungle Girl. <laughs> um, I love it. So Brady Boone was uh, brought in as Billy Jack Haynes' uh, kayfabe cousin from Portland. Which made sense to me because I thought it was he, Billy Jack he, they Haynes. They looked very similar. Yeah. And Brady Boone's just fucking jacked. He's jacked. A monster and uh he's very but he's short, but he could fucking he was fast, he was quick he did a body sl- he did he slammed Danny davis hit a splash and did a little fucking like backwards kick up He like, did that nip up where you like they they go in their head first and then mm. nip up from there phenomenal it's like, cool amazing in in nineteen eighty eight eighty nine like it's crazy
1: there's the it, matrix Danny Davis always wore this really weird like the way it was cut on it He had yeah. a deep v he had a very deep v <laughs> it <laughs> it deep was v a very deep v but Danny Davis is in amazing shape. Yes. Then, and he, like, why would he cover himself up because like that? Because he was a referee. Good point. Good yeah. point, JC. You can't look
0: good. Right? You have to, like, you could be the most jacked guy, but you got to find a way to make your
2: appearance look less than. But why yeah. why the big V? A deep V? Because it was annoying. Yeah. He looked like... Yeah, he because was...
0: people with deep Vs, they
2: go, you know... <laughs> he looked like his singlet was too small, so it was, like, pulling down on oh, the V yeah. too much, you know? Um, Man looks good on a deep V. And uh, Danny Davis finished off Brady Boone from the top rope with a fucking <laughs> whoopee cushion. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. who? That was one of his big moves. The bombs away, they called it. Bombs away. It bombs away. <laughs> say Geronimo. <laughs> say Geronimo. Say
0: Gerodimo. I don't know what I was going to say now. <laughs> Um, gonna oh, that, oh I was going to say, no, this would be the only time you ever get to see him do his finishing maneuver, <laughs> his two jobbers on right. the show, because right. they, they had to establish that at least he had a finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll never get to do it against the fucking British Bulldogs,
2: but, he you know. He needed something to miss on house shows.
1: Now, Jimmy Hart was his manager, and Jimmy Hart was wearing
2: a beret. Because he was a victim of uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. And uh he was wearing the beret to cover it up uh Danny Davis, I believe also got a haircut, but by someone else still didn't look great like he yeah, like a he he always had kind of like a his hair was a little bit longer, but now it was like a more of a buzz cut, and it looked weird on him, yeah uh I like him our final match, that, oh we, my God. Uh, that we discussed yeah. I, I wanted to save it for last, and uh great, great, I knew great. this if Mikey was against this entire episode, I knew this would get him through it. <laughs> You um, were against this? No, I. Didn't. I just. I didn't, it, it, it was just a contingency plan. Right, contingency plan. <laughs> um, Beulah McGillicuddy versus Bill Al. It was Tommy Dreamer and Beulah McGillicuddy versus Bill Alfonso and who? Uh, T- Rob Van Dam. Taz. Taz. Sabu. Sabu. It
1: would have. It was Sabu, had to have been. It was Sabu because when. When. Uh... No, it had to have he been. Did the Sabu move at one point?
2: But A- this was—he was all
1: bloodied and. Spoiler alert. <sighs> so this was after Bailey legal.
0: Um, I I don't think it could have been right. Yeah, so then it couldn't have been.
2: Yeah, because he was with Sabu. He was with
1: Taz beforehand. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, and he still had the, the whistle, of course, which he had to take off because.
2: <laughs> huh. So we could choke her with it. Did He chugger with it. He yes, sure did. he sure did. Mikey called it,
0: and then they immediately did it. Was like,
1: yeah.
2: It was almost
0: like we've seen this seven hundred
1: times. This holds such a great place in my heart. Me too. At the ECW arena,
0: like even if it was '96 or '97, it's peak ECW. And Beulah, who I think you and I, we, I, you know, my at the favorite. same time, we were both like,
2: we, we love, love Beulah.
0: And then Jake was right there with us. He said it like a quarter second right after.
2: uh
0: <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um is
2: the hottest woman from wrestling. Uh yeah. She was fucking gorgeous. I loved um, when she came out when she was pregnant. At the, oh, yeah. oh, that was so great. One night stand. Yeah. Oh. She wasn't pregnant at one night. What? And then what, oh, what about the next well, no. Look at like the first one night stand, yeah. Because at the next one she wrestled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was her uh, edge and was it? Was she actually involved, or yes. was she just managing? It was so it was build the entire up until
0: Terry the pay per view. Tommy
2: Dreamer versus Edge and Mick Foley. and then
0: they turned it into a six-person tag with, Lita and, with Lita and Beulah being out of the match. But they did not do that until the promo before
2: the match. Okay, that's what. Okay, because that's what always confused me on it. Um, yeah, and then fuck yeah, because Edge pinned Beulah in the fucking sex position. Yep, that was that's fucking right. amazing. Amazing! It was and like oh my god, the heat was
1: amazing, and off the a, charts, and for a crowd that was so called uh, so bloodthirsty Cynical. and uh, right, and you have these two non wrestlers going yeah. out there and fucking killing it, and they were popping for everything. I think this they could have is- sat there and just shit on it, but no, it was what it was what they fuck. First of all, Fonzie gets busted open. A minute into this match.
2: Yeah, fucking cookie. sheet because, uh, oh, because, well, uh, he's, Beulah's wearing a t shirt. Yep. And Fonzie's, i X- double XL ECW <laughs> shirt. Yeah, yeah. She looked like a young Mike Pava. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only size <laughs> they had at the table. Yep. Uh, and Bill Afonso's <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck this bitch up. And she pulls out a fucking cookie sheet from underneath. He turns to punch her. He hits the cookie sheet, Smash over the head, fucking gigs himself to, like, a, like, like a fucking sieve.
1: Jesus Christ. And he, you can see, you know, he's trying to, he's puffing his lips. He's, he's, uh. He's,
2: he's fucking getting, he didn't need to. He
1: sure as fuck didn't because, oh my God. you know, you think of
2: blood great, loss yeah you Great, think Blade Guerrero Great uh
1: John Cena and uh, JBL oh, fuck. Uh, you think about the, all these matches He's Shawn Michaels Ric Flair all these guys who could turn the color of their Steve Carino who fucking... could cha- change the color of their hair well for a long time it was but... the
2: Muda scale so yeah. it was like, that's
1: right that was a Muta. Muda and
2: Hase was the it's reason going back um, yeah well Bill Alfonso didn't change the color of his hair he changed the color of his fucking black t-shirt oh my <laughs> god into fucking blood red somehow. Somehow. It's, it's insanity. It should it's not a thing that should happen. At one point when
1: he's choking Beulah with the uh the whistle, he's just dripping blood all yep. over her. Gross. She was uh um, her hair she, she, she he turned blonde, her hair fucking red. She was a blonde and by the end she was strawberry blonde. <laughs> oh she
0: and she she made it work, man fucking um, even, like,
1: she's like wrote, wrote, like throwing her hands yep. in her hair like fuck you mm.
2: know what the, like everything about Sorry. this match was what you guys were complaining about the Jim Cornette match where it shouldn't have been pretty it shouldn't have been pre- picture perfect headlock takeovers mm-hmm. Bill Alfonso took a clothesline and just fucking jumped up and landed on his fucking hip like fucking just like <laughs> a fucking just landed a heap yeah and like they're both just fucking just going at it this match had to have been structured well beforehand and just everything was just so perfect about uh, it. One of the one of the best non wrestling matches I've ever seen. And it's ever. up there of one of the, like best matches. I feel like we've talked about this before on the
0: podcast, or maybe just in regular everyday life. We did, we've, but we've, like this is for me like one of my best gimmick matches. Like I think we talk WrestleMania X seven. We were talking about like great like garbage matches yeah. like between non wrestlers. Yeah.
2: This is up there. If not like, you know, the best. It is like top three. That'd be, a, that'd be a fun little thing to do, fucking non-wrestling matches, see where we can find... I mean,
0: I feel like the McMahon McMahon match and this match are two of the best examples yeah, of like, definitely. just garbage, throw everything against the fucking wall and see what
2: happens. Um, so my good. favorite thing about this match was, uh, I just thought it was smart, where the finish was Fonzie goes for a, a moonsault, Bueller cuts him off, Beulah goes for the moonsault, Fonzie cuts her off with a power bomb that she turns into the
1: Bulacanrana. Bula Bulacanrana?
2: And um love it. Doing the Bulacanrana actually wiped all the blood off his face, but that was the finish, so it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> so it was I just like that because it was like if he continued wrestling without the blood on his face, it would have lost something. But the fact that half of his face was like... It looked like half of his face was ripped off. Yeah. And then his shirt was so soaked, yep. drenched in blood. You could see it. It looked like it was like a wet t-shirt. He looked like a horror movie victim. He was getting thrown into the barricades and the fans were fucking scattering. <laughs> like, I don't even want to fucking it's drop It's like on fucking me. Leatherface is going through <laughs> yes. the crowd and people are just running. Oh, but what a oh, fucking match. So good. What a match. If
1: you haven't seen it, go out of your way to find it. It's on YouTube in a very so, horrible
2: quality. You should probably find a better one.
1: You, so it was from ECW As
0: Good As It Gets 1997.
2: Oh, oh that's, a, that's so romantic. What? Um, Bula, it, was, I've always said Beulah and Tommy were the that Helen was Hunt before, and Jack Nicholson of their day.
1: That was before the pay-per-view, right? When was As Good As It Gets? I'm trying.
0: I'm trying to get that information.
1: Because I don't remember As Good As It Gets being an after- As Good As It Gets swept view.
2: at the, uh, the Slammys.
1: Hmm. Well, that was like Cyber Slam. Right. They were like the shows that they did at the arena that just had a, a name.
2: I don't care if all my if As Good As It Gets reference bombs, I'm just going to keep <laughs> making them. I think, no, keep on. I'm all
0: about it. I was just looking it up, and I didn't have a time to really commend you and on it.
2: Bill Alfonso holds up a pug. You're going to be laughing after the fact. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, why someone said that? Well, now that I'm
0: thinking about it, it's already kind of getting there. Yeah. Uh, I know um,
2: Adam Salzer's laughing somewhere. That's uh, that's my saving grace. Not like Will and Grace, am I right? Yeah, or like that. Sh- Whoa, was what? Are you all right? Yeah. Are you? What are happened?
0: You, no. I feel like something happened to him.
2: No, Adam Salzer, Is he okay?
0: No. Yes, he's okay. Okay. But I guess my better instincts on that one.
1: <laughs> Smart. Smart. Well, no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Did you ever find what you're looking not,
0: for? I think I broke the internet. All right. Because. Uh,
1: well, it was it was in the same
2: year. As so. good as it gets. Yep. It went
1: in the same
0: year, but in everything that I was trying to find, no one could even pinpoint who the tag team partner was for Fonzie.
2: And yeah, I was also fucking looking that up. I couldn't find it. It's
0: almost as if it's been really like Mandela affected out of existence, right? Because Since I it was never Benoit. even I, on the WWE because WWE has like a clip of it. It's not the full match, and it's just listed as Beulah McGillicuddy versus Fonzie. So like it has been
1: Mandela affected out of existence. Wow! It was never a mixed tag match at all. Wow! Whoa! But I mean, the referee announces the winner of the match: Beulah McGillicuddy and Tommy Dreamer rolls in. Uh, oh hey hey Tommy, you were here the whole time. So, so now like, I'm, yep. because that was definitely oh, aired on. There were like Balls was out there, Axel was out there. So Thomas the Inchward Robin was out there, right? He was. So I'm th- I'm thinking like cuz Dreamer was on the outside the whole time yeah. so he must have gotten beat up and then the baby faces came to make the save and just stayed out
2: there Okay, it was Rob Van Dam. RVD It was all right. According to cagematch.net, RVD was the uh other man. Internet. But what I think, what I think might have happened,
0: and why maybe we're thinking it of one way, is because I think on ECW Hardcore TV-
1: when they promoted it, they
0: just aired it with the segment showing Beulah versus no, no Beulah versus Fonzie. Yeah. So like we didn't even see Tommy on the outside. So
2: in our like memory of it, yeah. it's the singles match. Yep. I think, a pretty good way to promote it. I feel like somebody, I think like I feel like a Sabu or someone came out and brawled with RVD to the back. When Tommy Dreamer was already hurt, and then I feel like the As Good as It Gets
1: promo had an LL Cool J song in the okay. background,
2: like Headstrong
1: or something. Can we no. like confirm
2: this? I mean, Ma- I said knock you out. That's uh, that's
1: I'm not gonna the song. Knock you bow.
0: Both. It's the only LL Cool J, J song I know, though. So
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. Um, I had so I-, I guess we can save it for the next episode. No, save episode.
2: it, save uh, it. Will okay, you? all right. We'll Fine. see you later in December. Yeah.
0: Long December, and all there's reason, reason to believe maybe, maybe next
1: year will be, better, be better, better than the last. Oh, that like made Kayla. me very
2: wistful. Oh. I'm Lumber Jake, and I'm JC. And this has been
1: a bonus. Episode. bonus,
0: bonus episode. A <laughs> LL Cool J. Mama said knock you Unofficial wild. sponsor of Three Way Theater. <laughs> Unofficial you sponsor. Mama said That's knock how we get around
2: wild. it. Come <laughs> on, man. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. News. LL cool J with the